Welcome to the Coloring Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If this is your first time coming in, I just want to say that it is an honor to be a part of your life today. Uh, whether you're listening to this or watching this, whether you're listening on iTunes or on the Google Play Music Store, or if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, however you are partaking in this, the fact that you took time out uh, means a lot to me, and I don't want to waste that time. I want to honor that time. And uh, yeah, and thank you so much for uh, just being a part of this community. Uh, if this has been a blessing in your life, if, the, if you've been uh, watching this or listening to this and um, you have not yet reviewed it or rated it um, on the uh, iTunes store, the Google Play Music store, please feel free to do that. Because when you do that, it, it does help expand the reach of, uh, of this podcast. So thank you so much. Um, if this is also your first time uh, being a part of this, I just want to briefly talk about what Color and Chaos is. Maybe you were searching for a topic. No matter where you go, I'm recording this in McComb, Michigan, but if you, even if you listen to this overseas, no matter where we go, it's just human nature for us to avoid anything that makes us uncomfortable. We don't embrace uncomfortability. We don't embrace um, the, the hardships of our life. If anything, we try to do everything we can to get away from hardships, get away from chaos. And so, um, I know when I look back on my life, I've seen that through the hard times, through the chaos in my life from day to day, month to month, week to week, or year to year, um, no matter what goes on in my life, that that I know looking back, sometimes looking back is always 2020, but looking back, I always see that that I had a creator, savior, and sustainer that was faithful to reveal himself to me through that and also build character within me in order for me to be able to not be as dependent on myself or others or on this world, but instead be dependent on him. And uh, ultimately, he is the only one that will never leave me um, nor forsake me. So I just want to open up in prayer and uh, ask the Lord to bless this time. No matter where you're at in your walk um, with your creator, I just want to invite him into this. Um, thankfully, we have a creator that makes himself known. A good creator will always make himself known. Um, so I want to call upon the name of Jesus um, as we uh, as we open up in this time uh, for him just to have his will and way in our lives, in our heart. And uh, to make us more into his image um, and less uh, less like uh, where we were when we came into today. All right. Lord God, just thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Please be with me as a speaker, Lord, and uh, please be with uh, those that are partaking in this. You know what's going on in our hearts, in our lives, Lord. You know uh, the things that has our hearts heavy. You know the things that is uh, just bringing a lot of uh, worry or anxiety um, in, in our mind, Lord. And you know that you are the solution, and we want to call upon you right now. We want to lean into you. Lord, please help us not uh, just lean on our own understanding uh, throughout our day or lean on our own dependence, but Lord, please help us know you and have a heart to make you known. We need you so bad, and we're nothing without you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Here at Color Chaos, I try to um, share observations um, that, uh, that I've seen, uh, whether it be through my day, through my week, or just through my life. And recently, I've been thinking about this one memory, and, uh, and it, c- it goes back to 2012. Um, 2012 was a very big year in my life. It was the year I went off to college, um, and so that was like a two-hour away um, from where I grew up and where I was raised. And one of the first things I did when I got to this college, um, one of my professors asked me if I would be willing uh, to, to help her chaperone at a, uh, at a youth retreat with her church. 
and um, I was brand new to the area. Uh, it was in Columbia, South Carolina. I was brand new to the area, and uh, interestingly enough, um, the the church that she was a youth pastor at um, was predominantly African American. So, so already it was a different culture, um, a different people group um, than than myself, um, and I already kind of felt like, oh goodness, like am I the right person to to do this? You know, um, will I be relatable? Um, of course I was, but at the time I was just kind of like, you know, nervous of that. And plus, you know, when you're in a new environment, it's, um, it's easy just to be nervous in general. So I was brand new to this area and I, I got asked to go to this youth camp. So it was in September, September 7th, uh, 2012. I just got to college and I got asked to do this camp. So for a weekend, I went, um, with this church to a youth camp at a, a nearby camp in the area. And I remember um, it was it was cool in the beginning of the of the evening when uh, when we got to meet one another and everything. But I still didn't feel like I knew everybody. Um, and uh, so I remember after some of the activities, we did like s'mores, you know, the typical camp stuff. And um, it was time to go to bed. So we all got into our cabins. I went into a cabin and I was like the leader of uh, like some middle and high school guys in this cabin. And I remember, like, uh, we talked for a little bit. I'm pretty sure um, I told them a little bit about Jesus, and uh, and then we all got into bed. And so I remember getting into bed, and um, you know, when if you've ever worked with kids or um, or anything, you know that everything is like ten times more funny. Uh, at night than it ever is in the daytime. It's like they'll do anything to try to stay up. I know that was me growing up, so I can't really uh, fault them for that. But they'll do anything to stay up. So, you know, of course, I'm like, all right, guys, you know, time to go to bed. You know, we got a busy day tomorrow and everything. And um, and the kids were like, okay, okay, Mr. Jonah. Um, I told them to call me Mr. Jonah. My dad's a teacher, so I didn't want them calling me Mr. Fair. Um, and so they, they were like, okay, Mr. Jonah. And uh, just nice kids, but um, they, they really were not ready to go to bed. And honestly, like looking back, I, I don't blame them. It was like 10 o'clock. Um, I mean, now I, I don't go to bed even at 10. So, um, so yeah, so they were staying up, talking, laughing, everything. And after a while, I started to find myself getting frustrated. Um, I, I started getting frustrated because I was just like, all right, you know, it's time to go to bed. So I'll tell them again. I said, okay, guys, you know, it's time to go to bed, time to go to bed. Okay, okay, Mr. Jonah. And then it'll just continue going on. Um, somebody would make like a fart noise and then somebody else would like snicker and then that snickering would make somebody else laugh. And and it was just something that like there's nothing I could do about it unless I just got upset. And so um, I remember just laying there in my bed and um, I just had this thought come to me of just like, Jonah, you know, what do you want to accomplish? Like, you know, you, you agreed to come here today. You know, what is the purpose of you being here? What do you want to accomplish? What's your heart in this? And as I was laying there, I was on the bottom bunk and I was just laying there and I was just thinking, you know, I, well, for one, ultimately I want them to um, know about Jesus and to hear, hear about Jesus. And then I was like, well, what else, what else do I want to accomplish, you know, during this retreat? And I just sat there and I was just thinking about it and and one of the other things that came to my mind was like well you know I want them to be you know I want them to know me you know I, I don't want just to be some random guy that came to chaperone you know like um, I've been given this opportunity and I, you know I want to make the most out of it and I want to get to know them as well 
So um, it was almost like I was just kind of having this conversation with myself um, or with the Lord. Um, and so I was like, yeah, well, like, I want them to know you, Lord. And, and I, you know, I want to get to know them and, and I want them to get to know me as well. And I remember just, you know, laying there after I was kind of just having this dialogue in my head. And um, it was almost like a, like a response came to me. And it was just basically that said that like, hey, well, Jonah, open your eyes, man. Here's the opportunity. And uh, I remember just thinking about that. And uh, as they're still kind of joking in the background and, and I was trying for like an hour to try to get them to go to bed. And so I get out of bed and all the kids kind of get quiet because they're like, oh, no, like, why did he just get out of bed? Like, he must be frustrated. So I get out of bed and I go to the light switch and I just flick on the lights and it gets really quiet. Like you can could have heard a pen drop. Like it was just like very quiet for the first time the whole night. And I remember um, just saying like, guys, guys, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what we got to do. I don't know what we're going to do. And then like, it's just quiet, 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 quiet. And then you hear this like brave, this like brave soul that comes out of nowhere. And he's just like, sorry, Mr. Jonah, it won't happen again. <laughs> and uh, I remember like trying not to laugh, but I was like, no, no, no. Um, You know, yeah, you're right. It won't happen again. Everybody get out of bed. And uh, everybody was just like terrified. They didn't know what was going on. And, and of course, you know, I was kind of messing with them. Um, but inside my head, I, I knew, I knew, you know, I knew what I was going to do. So, um, so they all get out of bed and, you know, some of them uh, like grab their pillow. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Everybody grab their pillow. And they were like, are we going home, Mr. Jonah? And I'm like, guys, uh, I, I don't want to hear anything right now. And uh, so they're terrified. There's this random guy, you know, um, that came from nowhere. He's chaperoning and now he's upset. So they do not know how I'm going to respond. So, so finally I say, you know what, guys, I ask you many times to go to bed. And uh, of course, that one guy again is like, I'm sorry, Mr. Jonah. I'm like, that's it. No, no, no. But I've asked you many times to go to bed. You know what? And I think, I think we're just not going to go to bed. And then, you know, you kind of see this guy confused look come across their faces. I was like, guys, I'm just messing with you. And they're like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, guys, like, 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 let's hang out. Let's, let's stay up. And they're like, yeah, they started like freaking out. And um, I was like, all right, everybody got a pillow. Come on, we're going to do a pillow fight. And um, it's just like these, these grown guys just like, like just having a ball, like pillow fighting. And for the rest of the night, um, we just like wrestled and pillow fight and just joked around and like we were able just to relax and just hang out. And I remember it, it, it hitting me in that moment as I was just looking at them having just a fun time and, and us staying up. And honestly, I didn't get any sleep that night. Um, but I remember just thinking that like they came to this camp. I do not know what they are coming from home, home wise. I don't know, you know, what their life is outside of this camp, outside of this retreat. But for this moment, it was, it, was, it was like a holy moment. I had a moment to just do life and just to be able just to, to, to be a friend to these kids. And what was so crazy is that my intentions for them to get to sleep, um, I mean, they were, they were good intentions. I, I wanted them to get to sleep. I wanted them to be rested for tomorrow. I wanted to, to get to know them. And I felt like, you know, if, if they stay up, then I won't really get to know them because they're going to be dead tired the next morning and everything. So my intentions were good. I wanted them to learn about Jesus. And, but, but it was, it was like, almost like I, 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 if I didn't, if I didn't open up my eyes in, in the moment of what was going on, my intentions would have robbed me from ultimately 
getting everything that I was desiring out of that weekend, but it was just in a different way than I was expecting. And sometimes it's so hard to focus on the big picture because we have our plans that get in the way of what the Lord really wants to do. And sometimes all it takes is for us to open our eyes in these situations that we go through in our life or, or in our day or in our moment. And we, except for looking at the situation as an obstacle, what if the situation that we are going through is the exact thing that, that the Lord can use in order to grow us and for us to know him more? And so sometimes it's those uncomfortable and those, those hard and those frustrating moments that all that it takes is for us to step back and say, okay, wait a minute, Lord, what are you doing here? And I'm going to show this picture up if you're watching, um, if you're watching the video portion of it. This was us the day after. The, 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 where the night after, the, you know, that moment of just having fun and hanging out. And to this day, um, those people that were in my cabin, those kids that you're seeing right, right here on the screen, and even though life has taken us in different, different places and, and, you know, I'm up here in Michigan now, I'm no longer in South Carolina and, and some of them are, you know, uh, in college or graduating college. But for the most part, we had a moment that we have shared, um, throughout all these years. And, and, and what was crazy is I didn't know it at the time, but the Lord planted me into that church and that church became like my home church down there in Columbia, South Carolina. And to this day, I still interact with them and get to see um, the people from that church. And so at that time, I just thought I was going to an, a, a, a retreat to help out. I had no idea that would be my like my church home uh, through all those years. And even now, after moving up to Michigan, I've been able to still do life with them. And, and even that's just such a just sobering reminder to me that there is such a big picture that sometimes what we focus on. Such a big picture. I wanted to read this passage from scripture that kind of hits on this big picture. And it comes from Isaiah 55. And in Isaiah 55, um, there's an invitation that the Lord gives um, the people of, of Israel through Isaiah. And he's saying this, he's, he's, he's given them an invitation to come to him. The interesting thing about this passage, though, that I'm about to read, the interesting thing about this is that if, if, if somebody heard this invitation um, it could be so easy to dismiss it because it's, it's unorthodox. It's not the way that you would expect um, for the Lord to, to speak with them. But in this invitation, don't miss the big picture. Don't miss the big picture. And, and again, I just want to reiterate the point that we made earlier, that is sometimes our plans and our will, our desire for what we want to see get done and what we want to do is sometimes our plans that get in the way of what the Lord is doing. And so let's read this together. This is Isaiah 55. And uh, this is the invitation that he's given his people. And as I'm reading this, let's, let's lean into this, say, Lord, you know, what are you doing here? And how could I possibly miss this if I was expecting something else? And this is what the Lord says through Isaiah and Isaiah 55. He says this, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you 
the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the people. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know, and people unknown to you will come running to obey, because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, has made you glorious." Seek the Lord while you find him. This is Isaiah speaking after this invitation that he just recited. He says this, Isaiah says, Seek the Lord while you may find him. Call upon him as while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. I want to pause right here for a moment. In that invitation, if we were approaching that and we heard this invitation, imagine you going into a store. Imagine going into Walmart or or whatever store is in your area. You, you go into a grocery store and you're expecting that I'm going to pay for something in order to receive something. So through your expectations, you go into the store expecting one thing. But, but say you go to the store and, and there's a store owner that's being very generous that day. And he says, you know what? Just take what you need. It's on me. Now, if we were so stuck in our expectations and did not allow our expectations to change in that moment, we would have missed out on an amazing offer. Now, now you went into that store just desiring goods. That store owner is going to give it to you. But if we would say, no, 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 I'm sorry, you know, thank you for the invitation to, to have these, these free items, um, but I, I just want to get my items. The store owner would say, wait a minute, no, 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 I'm giving you what you desire, but you just have to do it my way. Like my way is I, I want to give it to you. I don't, I don't want you to pay for it. But if, if we are so focused on what we expect, how it's going to happen and what we, what's going to happen, then we can easily tune that out and, and, and say, you know what, uh, I, I'm not really, you know, I, I don't really want to entertain that thought right now. Uh, I, I just, you know, I came in here to do what I wanted to do and I'm going to do it the way that I need to do it because I want these goods. But then it would just be this back and forth game that we play because the store owner desires what we desire, but the store owner knows what the better option in order to get that result. And likewise, in this in this passage, we have the Lord speaking through Isaiah saying, look, you are desiring me whether you know it or not. And you are desiring to, to pay a price and sacrifice and, and to pay a price and make penance to have this relationship that you desire with me. But in reality, you can't do anything to, to initiate this relationship because you're broken. You're dead in your sin. But instead, come to me. If you come to me with empty hands and empty hands saying, look, I am yours, Lord. I know you are the only one that can reconcile this broken relationship in my heart, in my mind. And, and I'm desiring you. And I'm recognizing that you desire me too. And I'm coming to you because only through you can I have what I truly desire. And so he's saying, basically, he's telling the the people that he's speaking through Isaiah, he's saying, look, leave your expectations of how I'm going to do what you desire. And instead, come on my terms. Come on my terms. Our plans will get in the way of what the Lord is trying to do if we hold on to our plans so tightly. What is it in your day, in my day, what is it that, that is heavy on our hearts, heavy on our mind? We desire, we might desire really good things, 
You know, I, I I'm working hard because I want to pr- provide provision for my family. But in the but in the reality, you're holding on so tightly to how you feel you're going to get that provision that you're not surrendering to the Lord that ultimately gives the provision. This is one example, or maybe it's a relationship, right? Maybe it's a relationship or a friendship, and you desire for that relationship to be close. You desire to have wisdom in that relationship. You you desire to 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 be close to that relationship and and you feel like A, B, and C is going to accomplish what you desire. So I I need to do this and do this and do this. And and ultimately what it comes down to is that it comes down to a control issue. Where in reality that if we surrender that relationship to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to do in this relationship? He knows what we desire and he knows what is best for us. And when we surrender our plans to him, we can start to see, okay, Lord, what are you doing through this relationship? Lord, what are you doing through this job? Lord, what are you doing through my family? What are you doing through this chaos? This person that is coming, he's coming because he's thirsty. Because at the very beginning in, in, in chapter 55, verse 1, it says, Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. So there's a need, right? There's a need. The need is I'm thirsty. How to get that thirst taken care of is a whole different thing. So he says, come to me, those who are thirsty. If somebody hears that invitation but says, you know, no, no, I'm not going to come to you when I'm thirsty. I'm going to come. I'm going to resort to my own ways. They would miss out on the free gift that is being offered. Just like that person who walks into that store and the manager says, come to me. Hey, look, I'll pay for your stuff. But the person is, is just so blinded to the fact that they will get the result that they are looking for ultimately and, and something so much more than what they ever expected if they just came to him. But instead, they, they, they res- leaned on their own understanding, their own plans. And that's what kind of leads us into this next part. And this is, this is a very beautiful and just profound verse. And it's found right after verse 7 is this. This is Isaiah 55 verse 8. After Isaiah, you know, kind of gives a commentary on what the Lord just said. Now the Lord is speaking through Isaiah again. And this is what the Lord says. He says this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than than your thoughts. I'm going to read that one more time. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything that you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Heavy heart. Don't miss the forest for the trees. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We spend so much of our time, energy, and, and, our, and our heart and emotions, we spend so much time focusing on so much stuff because we feel like this stuff is, is getting in the way of, of ultimately what we truly are desiring. And, and, and we, we spend so much time looking at the individual trees of our life that are giving us this anxiety, except for seeing this beautiful forest that the Lord has given you life. He's given you and me life. And he, he has a beautiful plans for us. He has plans for us to glorify him. That the maker of the sun and the moons and the stars has also made you. Psalms 139, he made you. He knew you before you ever had a mind. Before you ever had thoughts. Before you can ever mouth a word. We have a creator that knew us. And he knows the desires of our hearts. 
And sometimes our desires can be so just convoluted and complicated because we're focusing on the temporary. We're focusing on what we can only see. We're focusing on our thirst. But instead, we have a creator that says, okay, okay, your thirst matters to me. It really does. But ultimately, if you come to me, I know, I know, I know the plans I have for you. And you're going to miss it every single time if you focus on the things that don't matter. There is such a bigger picture. That night when I was with the kids, there was such a bigger picture of what was going on that I would have missed if I insisted on doing things my way. Where in reality, something so much more happened because there was a surrender of self and surrender of my own understanding and my own plans. And I came to him, I said, Lord, okay, okay, right now, Lord, I, I'm desiring you to move through this retreat and through me. And Lord, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity that you've given, even though it's different than what I would have thought. I'm going to lean into this and say, Lord, use me. May we have hearts today that says, Lord, where in my life are you working? But I've been fighting you. Lord, where have you been working? When I survey my life today, no matter where you're at, if, you're, if this is the morning or the night or the evening, wherever you're at, no matter what you've gone through today or what you're going through, May we have a heart that says, Lord, where have you been working in my life? But I have been missing it because I've been fighting you. I've been leaning on my own understanding. When we identify that, Lord, I've been fighting you, we have a beautiful invitation, just like the beginning of this verse, to come to him. No matter how long we've been fighting him, you and me, we have an invitation and opportunity to come to him. Knowing for one, he forgives us. Ultimately, in this passage, when it was talking about, look, I'm going to display my power among the people, and I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to give you an everlasting, an everlasting covenant. I'm going to make an everlasting covenant with you. We know that that we have a creator that has done that through Jesus. Through Jesus, we know that ultimately our sin does not define us no more. But instead, that we are defined by him. That we all, no matter where you're at, no matter the chaos in your life, ultimately we desire a love that never fails. We desire a, 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 a friendship, a companionship, a relationship that does not fail. And we know ultimately that it's not found in a person that will die one day or a person that will hurt us one day, but it's found in Jesus. We know we're looking for provision and security and comfort. And we know that that is not found here. It's not. Because the most comfortable things in this world will fail. We have this longing within us for something so much more than our thirst. And maybe we're going through an opportunity right now to drop our plans, drop our hands and say, Lord, I am yours. I'm going to lean not on my own understanding. I'm not going to miss the forest for the trees that I've been so focused on recently. But instead, I'm coming to you knowing that you are a leader, that you will lead me, that you have forgiven me. You have forgiven me for all the times that I've, re I've rejected your offer of life. And, and, and daily I choose to, 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 to fulfill my own thirst and my own understanding when in reality it will leave me high and dry every single time. Heavy heart, you are loved. 
And the moment that we respond to him by saying, Jesus, use me, I am yours. No longer am I placing my identity on my own understanding or placing my comfort or my security in my own understanding, my own control. But instead, I'm giving up. I'm giving up to you. There's so much beauty that comes when we surrender ourselves to him. And I would not, looking back, I am so grateful. I am so grateful that in that moment, the Lord pierced through my understanding and he gave, he, he gave me through his grace something so much beautiful. It's crazy. The next year I, I went back to that camp and the same thing happened. But this time I didn't fight him. From the beginning, I said, guys, we're staying up. And it was so crazy. I didn't share this earlier, but I'll end with this. What's so crazy, I desired for them to hear about Jesus. You know what? That night, we had so much beautiful conversation. And we were able to share what the Lord's been doing in our life and our questions and our concerns and our worries. And we were able to pray for one another. And we had this unity, this bond that would not have happened if I leaned on my own understanding. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you... Thank you so much that you know what you're doing. Help us surrender to you. We need you, Jesus. Let me pray for you, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through. Let me pray for you and uh, just ask the Lord to be uh, to be present in our hearts throughout this, this day and this week. Lord God, thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Lord, will you please be with us no matter what we have going on. Lord, you know the desires of our heart. And you ultimately know what is better. And we know first and foremost that you are better than anything this world can offer. So Lord, please help our thirst and our hunger be for you and you alone. And Lord, all the desires of our heart, Lord, you know ultimately how you have planned to fulfill that. Lord, help us surrender to you. Help us trust you. Help us lean into you. Help us desire to know you more. Help us desire to to think of things outside the box and not lean on our own just understanding of the, of the, the individual trees that we think we know so well. But instead, we are in a forest. We are in a forest with you of things that we can't even begin to imagine. Lord, just awaken wonder within us. Awaken surrender within us. Help us be yours. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. We are yours. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming out today. And oh, well, you didn't, you didn't have to come out, but thank you so much for uh, doing whatever you had to do to, to be a part of today's message. God bless you. You have a great day. Looking forward to hearing what the Lord's doing in your life. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.